Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So good. Okay, Galatians 6, verse 9 to 10. You will have seen some of this up on a banner in our foyer. It says this, So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for your word. It is powerful. Lord, it always accomplishes what you set out for it to accomplish. And Father, as the words come out of my mouth today, I pray that they are your words and not mine. Lord, that our hearts would be open, that the soil of our heart would be good and and, uh, fertilized for the seed of your word to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Am I boomy? No. No? Okay. So... So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. Does anyone ever need to hear that? Anyone ever felt tired or weary? Anyone ever felt like they actually don't have, I don't have it in me today to get out of bed? Yeah, a few less people. (laughs) That's good. Anyone ever felt like uh, what they're doing is not worth all the angst and they're just going to give up? I mean, I know what I'm doing is a good thing. Now I'm booming. Do I need to change microphones? No, okay. I know what I'm doing is a good thing. I know it's worthwhile. And when I started out doing this this good thing, I was full of fire and I was full of passion and I believe in what I'm doing. I believed it then and I believe it now. I had the energy of a five-year-old who had just eaten a truck load of food full of red food colouring. You get the picture? I was ready to go. I was raring. Let me at it. I'm so excited about it. I was running hard and I was running fast. And I know what I'm doing is a good thing. But I'm just tired. I'm just feeling weary and I'm just feeling fatigued. You know, some, sometimes we have days like that, or weeks or months like that. And we, we can find ourselves feeling like this once, or at several points in our life. And you know, that's why the scripture's here. It's here especially for those times when we feel like the good we are doing is going to need to give way to the fatigue we are facing. Paul says, hey guys, when you're in the middle of it, right in the midst of giving and working for something that is good, for something that has value for you and for others. When you're working on that, sometimes you're going to feel weary. And when you get like that, he says, guys, when you get like that, there's something really important I want you to know. I want you to remember this one thing. Don't give up. Because that's what you're going to feel like doing. Don't give up. Don't let that temporary feeling rob you of the harvest that the good you are doing is going to bring. 
The good you are doing is going to bring a harvest. It's going to bring a harvest. The reason the scripture is here is because there are times in our lives when we need to hear it. How are you doing with that today? Where are you in relation to this thought today? I mean, you might be powering, you might be, I hope you are. But we all have a tipping point. You know, we can go and go and keep going in life. But sometimes we, we reach a tipping point where we go, actually, I think I'm done. I think I've had enough. I remember um, about a year ago, I was on my way to a meeting and I was so excited about going to this meeting. I'd planned for it, you know, as you do before you go to a meeting. And there were things I wanted to talk about and I was looking forward to hearing from the people, the other people at the meeting, going to share some things. And I went into this meeting, and who knows that meetings don't always turn out the way you think they're going to. Yeah? Yeah? You do. And I went into this meeting full of excitement and joy. And I walked out of that meeting thinking, God, actually, I think I'm done. I'm done. And do you know what he said? As I remember it, I remember I was driving along Aspinall Street. I got to the roundabout and I was driving my little red car. And um, I got to the roundabout and he said to me, because I was like, well, I'm just going to step back. And he said, don't step back. In fact, what I want you to do is step up. He said, don't step back, you step up. Don't you quit, you go, girl. You keep going, girl. You don't let fatigue or situations or circumstances take you out. You step up. What good things that we are doing can we feel fatigued over? Parenting. Every parent knows that. If you're running your own business here today, there are days when you will feel fatigued and like, wow, can I keep doing this? Can I keep going because of the responsibilities and the pressures that you carry? How about when you're saving for a goal, like a house, and you walk past these amazing shoes, and they say, buy me, buy me. You wouldn't want to have a shoe. My husband would have a guitar or a watch or, I don't know, a car. Whatever it is that says to you, give up on that goal, and just go for today. Exercising. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Being a more healthy you. You know, keep going. Studying. Oh, don't we love that? When you've got to sit down and do the reading or write the essay or whatever it is that you need to do with your studying and you just think, oh, I'm fatigued. I'm fatigued thinking about it. Choosing to get up and pray rather than sleep in. How about waiting on a promise? How about waiting on that promise that you've been waiting on and you've been waiting on and you've been waiting on and it's like, oh, wow, I just don't know if I can wait anymore. Waiting on a promise is a hard one. You know how you know when, when you're fatigued in waiting on a promise? When God reminds you of it and you do what Sarah did and you go, ha, yeah, sure, God. 
When people, when people talk about it, or when people like me get up and talk about God's going to come through, God's going to come through, God's going to come through, and you just go, yeah, right. Yeah, sure he is. Yeah, I've heard that before. That's when you know you're fatigued. You're fatigued about that. See, Paul's encouragement is for us to not allow fatigue to take us out. For us not to allow the, the short-term feeling rob us of the long-term harvest. Yeah. It's called delayed gratification. And people don't like that very much. They want it now. But there is a delay, a delayed gratification. There will be a great outcome eventually sometimes. Doesn't mean it won't happen. Genesis 29 says this, one day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. He was exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Hey, think about that. Firstborn son, bowl of stew. Wow, that's a big trade-off. Look, I'm dying of starvation. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright is mine. So he swore an oath, thereby selling his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. He ate the meal, got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. That's a sad story. That's a really sad story. It's an interesting story. And we can learn lots of things from it, but today I just the, the one point I want to make from it is that Esau gave away his birth. It wasn't stolen from him. He gave it away. Sometimes we give away. We give it away. What was the state of his mind when he came in? He was exhausted and he was hungry. He was exhausted. He was fatigued. And in that state of exhaustion and fatigue, he gave up something that was his. He sold out. He didn't keep on going. And the result was he lost something forever. So let us not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. That scripture says, at the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. So don't allow, I'm here to encourage you today, to don't allow fatigue to stop you from the good you are doing. As a parent, at work, building those great habits into your life, and so much more. We are starting a new series this month called So Good. And it's based on that scripture that I just read, and it's all about continuing to sow good seed in our lives, no matter what. Because sowing good seed is always worth it. Yeah. We're always sowing something. Let's sow good seed. Because sowing good seed always eventually means a great harvest. Did you get that? It always eventually means a great harvest. So every year in June, we encourage you to sow good seed into our Build and Grow Together Fund. Every year, we raise funds for lots of things. 
We raised funds to pay our $200,000 mortgage, to make other improvements. Who drove in the car park today? Did you drive like this? <laughs> I took a tour of the car park this morning. It was a bit like that. That's because we, we need to fix it. We need to tar it, seal it. That's the word I'm looking for. We need to seal that car park. And we have some surplus funds that we're, we've got channeled to go there. We don't have all of them, but we have some of them. So that's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. Let me say this, though. If you think this campaign is all about a building, well, Tim's already got up here with his smashed avocados <laughs> and told us it's actually not. It's about supporting and enabling the vision of our church, which is to see people come to know Jesus, which is to connect people to Jesus, develop them as followers of Christ, and empower them to build the church. If you think this campaign is, is all about raising money, you'd be wrong. It's actually not a fundraising campaign. It's a faith-building campaign because God is incredibly interested in building our faith. And one of the ways he does that is by encouraging us to give. I'm here to encourage you to go to sow good seed into every area of your life, including Build and Grow Together, because at the right time, you will harvest a good crop. That's what the scripture says, at the right time. Has anyone here today ever felt impatient with God. Yeah, you know where I'm going, don't you? Any, anyone ever felt impatient with God, with life, regarding time? At the right time. Why am I still waiting? How do I know when it's the right time? What is the right time? When is the right time? I'm tired of waiting for my right time. And we can struggle with this whole idea of time and we can push and wonder and oscillate between going, do I start, or, or staying, between continuing or stopping, between trying to make it happen or just leaving it to God. Time can be tough, but it's worth waiting for the right time. Abraham did not wait for the right time and he ended up with Ishmael. He eventually got Isaac, but there's been a fight and a struggle over that ever since. If a baby is born before time, it can be very hard. Some babies don't make it because they're born before the right time. You know, our movement was started twice, C3 Church, because the first time that Pastor Phil Pringle came from New Zealand over to Australia, it didn't work. And he had to go back because it wasn't the right time. It's important to do things at the right time and to keep going until it is the right time. Paul left Emmaus, my husband Paul, after being a principal there for 18 and a half years to come and work here because it was the right time. Because one of the words for time in the Bible and this passage is referring to it, is kairos, kairos, I can say it, and it means proper time. It means the God-appointed time for something. It means that God is present in that moment. It's when 
God sovereignly moves and everything changes because it's time. And don't we love those times? Yeah? God sovereignly moves and wow, everything changes. We had numbers of those moments in the building of this building. I remember one particular moment where the project managers had gone into receivership. I had spoken to consultant after consultant after consultant after consultant to get all of the information that we needed so that we could build the building. And all of them were good. They came through with all of the information, apart from one. And he said, I'm not giving you. It was actually the electricals. He said, I'm not giving it to you because our contract was with the project managers who we were paying anyway. It didn't matter what I did. He said, no, you're not, no, sorry, can't give it to you. And I prayed, and God said to me, Exodus 14, 14, he said, I will fight for you, you just have to keep silent. Which can be hard for a girl. (laughs) (laughs) I will fight for you, you just have to keep silent. And so I did. Four days later, I was sitting in my office, and I heard this ding, which was an email. And I turned, I turned around, because I was doing something else, I turned around, and in my email account was everything that I needed, that we needed. Um, I did nothing, but God did. It was, a, it was a moment, a time, when God moved on our behalf. The journey of getting into this building is full of those moments. The journey of getting into this building is the story of a group of people. Many of you are here today. A group of people not allowing fatigue to cause us to give up and quit, even when we came against obstacles, even when project managers went into receivership, and even when they said, you cannot build this building, you will not be able to with the money you have. You can have a little auditorium with a little pimple for a foyer. That's all you can get. Did not give up. Did not quit. But, you know, it's not actually really about the past. We remember and we thank God. And it's a great opportunity in June to thank God for for what he has done. But we are actually looking to the future. We are looking because he hasn't finished. There is so much more we have to do here, people. There is so much more God has for this church, for this city, for this nation. And we get the privilege to be a part of it. It's so exciting. Your life is not all behind you. I don't care how old you are. Your life is up ahead of you. It's the same for this place. Since moving into this building, many others have arrived to play their part in sowing good seed to advance the kingdom. And it's being advanced. Let me tell you what's happened since we've moved into this building. In November 2013, we've grown from 318 members to 550 members. Yeah, we have seen in 2014, 66 people come to Christ. In 2015, 41 people come to Christ. In 2016, 100 people come to Christ. So far in 2017, 32 people come to Christ. I think that deserves a thank you, Jesus. Yes. We regularly have people show up to our church simply because they walk, drive, jog, past it during the week. At Easter, we had a lady who had been away from God for years, 
walk into our building and give her life to Jesus because she lives just down the road and she walked past this place and she said, I need to get back to church. They're the ones. Everyone matters. We're here for everyone. That's why we're here. We invite you to be a part of what God is doing by contributing, by playing your part in sowing good seed, by getting in on what God is already doing. Because every single person who sows seed is a part of this. It says right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance. That actually means taking the opportunities as they come. God puts opportunities in front of us. And we get to choose whether to take them or not. I want to encourage us to take those opportunities. As we take the opportunities, God moves. I can get the band to, to come up. I want to wrap up. I want to remind you today, as I was praying over this message... I just had a sense that for some people here this morning, I've talked a lot about time and about the harvest. In the sowing of every good seed, there is a harvest. And as I was praying over this message today, some of you have nearly given up on, a, on seed that you have sown. You've almost let fatigue and exhaustion take you out and rob you of your inheritance. I want to encourage you to keep going because I believe your Kairos moment is approaching. For some of you, it's here. Your season is about to transition in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, your season is about to transition. Look, that's not for everyone here, but for some of you, it is very strong in me as I was praying over this message. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.